The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that defends public health by simplifying and demystifying how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into freedom, a healthy gut, and staying young, this is the show for you. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I got a good friend of mine, Blake Bars, from back in my hometown in eastern Oregon, La Grande, La Grande, the big, right? The big, big Cali, yes. brother. Hey, thanks for being hey, here. Hey, thank you so much, Tim, for having me. It's really a p- privilege to be on your show. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm really excited to have you on. And just for the listeners, you know, um, if you're new, uh, you, then you, I grew up over in uh, Redneckville, Eastern Oregon. It's like a cattle. Uh, we had a cattle farm and you know, grass. Yeah. And, yeah. And um, her, uh, Hereford cattle and little alfalfa hay and grew up hunting and fishing that stuff. And Blake grew over there too, up in the mountains. And um, I met Blake um, because through my health journey, I started teaching classes, you know, at the house. And then also I started doing it all over the place, hospitals, churches, um, event centers at, at apartment complexes and, and a lot of grocery stores, a lot of grocery stores have these food prep areas and they were teaching all kinds of classes. So I, I just started going around to all the grocery stores in the Portland Metro area and, and they let me in to teach classes. And then I was talking to uh, Linda Clayville, the owner of uh, Nature's Pantry, which is the uh, organic type, you know, health food store in LeGrand where Blake works and is now the manager. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, yeah, I'd love to have you come do a class. So over the years, I've done quite a few classes there, um, educational classes, food prep classes, which are really fun. And I remember when you were like kind of brand new at one point. Yeah, I was just kind of, when I first met you, I wasn't really even that into health. I was just helping with the business stuff. And, um, and we have a big poster still in our store today with you teaching a class here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have like a, we had great turnouts for all your classes you always do. And uh, just great. We just had a great time and we started to form a relationship through the years on those classes. And yeah, you know, what has been really cool. Uh, Blake, as I can tell you, is like, um, I, I actually was like taken back at one point because I remember just like, you know, yeah, like you said, you, you, you were there, you were kind of managing things, but you know, you're kind of like a little bit of a deer in the headlights. Cause we're like new, you new, new business, new, new job and all that stuff. And, yeah. and all of a sudden you, you saw you get more comfortable in your job. But what I really saw was you had a tremendous amount of growth, um, personally, Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you were able to actually start articulating things about people's health and, and, um, people would ask you a question or whatever, and, and I would hear you answer it. And then you started inviting me onto these online, um, these, um, group challenges that you're doing, challenging people. It's funny. Cause just, um, last night on our group coaching, um, the title was challenge yourself. And it's so important because challenges create that inertia or the momentum to get people heading in the right direction. Right. And so you were doing those challenges. You had me come on as a guest speaker and mm-hmm. I saw you start to lead these challenges and every new challenge. And you've been doing, we've been doing these challenges together for a couple of years now. Yep. And I've seen you, your acumen for health and, and vitality and wanting to help people is getting better and better and better. And then all of a sudden I was like, shit, like you're doing, <laughs> I mean, like, he's, he's doing awesome. It's like, it's like, you know, you went from apprentice to, you know, you're like Obi-Wan now. Right. So anyway, no, I just want to tell you that go that far, but I'm at least going to be on your show. So that's well, cool. you, it might not be Yoda yet, but you're definitely <laughs> on your way, brother. So um, I, I just I just see it because now you're 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 little you have your own show too, the vibrant yeah. you health show. You have your own podcast. So we'll we'll put yeah. that in the show description for you. And I hope that people will go check it out. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's super cool. And, you know, it's funny because I remember when I first uh, went to one of your classes here at the store and you were talking about your story, basically how you had gone to Hippocrates Health Institute with your good friend who had cancer and you went to support him basically. And you ended up doing, going like raw food and total, total clean up your diet, raw food, vegan basically. And you like had all these health issues resolve. And I remember some of the things you were talking about on the challenge. I was like, oh man, like that's so out there, you know, like in the classes you would talk about like raw and like not cooking anything over a certain amount of degrees and 
but you know this is what they did at hippocrates like really heal people right and right. had huge amazing results through food you know let food be, be your medicine and and they were showing how the the power of that is real and i remember just kind of i don't know it was just like i wasn't really buying it like i think i knew deep down like yes but um i just wasn't really ready to like commit to that way of thinking and then over the years working you know really when they brought me on i just come out of business school dennis and linda brought me on here dennis and linda clayville the owners and founders um and they um they've been doing it for 35 years now and she uh they they wanted they're in their 70s now and they wanted somebody to learn the business and to so that they could you know slowly kind of retire and and uh i was fresh out of business school and like I was all about organizational management, leadership, systems, you know, I was, and I was the first couple of years I worked here, I really, I helped with the big remodel we did. And then I just really started to work on the business systems and the marketing and stuff. And, um, and it really wasn't until probably you, we started to hooking up in the classes and stuff that I started to learn and started to apply some of these things in my life, you know, actually, so, um should i just tell a little bit about my my background well yeah sure and what i do want to say which is really cool is that that's one thing i liked about the store it's like you know some people have health food stores right and they're kind of passionate about health or whatever that's why they have it but at the end of the day they're just you know selling products right um what i like about linda and dennis and and now you is that it's like you really care about the people in the community and the store is there to serve them and, and help them and educate them and, yeah. and um, bring awareness and education and then hopefully inspire them enough to take action. So you guys are doing classes all the time, all the flyers that you put out on education, yeah. talks, um, you know, you guys have a nutrition, you, you like, yeah. like Linda's a certified nutritionist and yep. so she, she yep. actually meets with people and is plugging into the community and transferring that knowledge and that awareness to them. And so I just think it's, it's, it's not just a store. It's like, and you guys have the juice bar, which is really cool. I mean, in a little podunk town, like the grand, you know, to have a green, you can go to get a green juice. Like yeah. that's, that's not like, you can't find that in a lot of, you know, no, yeah. nowhere USA, like, you know what I mean? So hundred percent. I'm, I'm excited to move back. So yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Cause I know um, I wanted to have you on just to kind of, talk about like our relationship and stuff. But then um, I had no idea about your backstory, which is really cool. Um, and it's it's a it's a big transformation. And I think it'll inspire a lot of people. So why don't you start off yeah. today where Let's you were? Back. Yeah, we'll go back a ways back to high school. You know, I actually had a big alcohol problem. Um, big and, you know, drugs, but alcohol was my main problem. But I from the age of 16 to the age of 28, I progressively got more and more addicted and my alcohol problem got progressively worse. Um, when I was, uh, when I was 28 years old, I wanted to clean up my life and I knew I needed to get sober. You know, my dad had been a really good example to me. He had had an alcohol problem too, and he had got sober. Um, and so I kind of knew that's kind of what the path was going to be for me. And so I, I was ready. To, I needed to get out of where I was living. And I went to my dad and I said, Hey, can I move in with you? And he said, sure. Yeah, you can move in, but here's the deal. You got three strikes. If you drink three times, you're out. And I was like, okay, no problem. You know, I thought I could handle it. And I tried getting sober on my own. And, uh, so the third time he caught me and he's like, okay, you're out. And boy, I got to tell you, you know, I did not make it easy on him. And the funny thing is, my dad kept telling me the whole time I was being wild and partying and, you know, pretty much wrecking my life and, and people around me at, as collateral damage of all this. Um, he would kept telling me, well, Blake, I'm praying for more pain in your life. And I would always tell him, dad, quit it. <laughs> and he, um, so he continued to do that because he knew that the pain of staying the same had to become greater than the pain of changing. And what's interesting is God answered his prayer, but more pain, but my, but my dad, his prayer was answered, but he was the one that had to inflict the pain on me ultimately by holding me accountable and by kicking me out of the house at age 28, which is a little old too. You know, sometimes we talk about people being out of the house at 18, but um, I was 10 years older, um, should have been wiser. So it blows my mind, dude, because 
the guy that I know now, I can't even imagine that like you were the crazy partier. Oh, I was the wild <laughs> man. I was the wildest uh, you can imagine. I got a really quick story to kind of to elaborate on how wild I was. I once got three MIPs in four days, and two of those days I was in jail. So I'm pretty sure that's got to be a record. I should maybe see if I can submit that to Guinness. <laughs> but the but Guinness listen, World Records, three MIPs in basically in two days. days. Yeah, in two <laughs> days. Yeah, so I, um, my buddy and I were coming over from a party, and uh, we were with this girl, and we were had beers in our hands. We're underage, and we're walking across the street, and the girl is the only one with a head on her shoulder. She's like, you guys, don't be walking with these beers. Like, the cops are going to see us, and we're going to get in trouble. And uh, my friend's like, oh, blah, 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 and, like, throws his beer across the street and explodes it on a stop sign. And the, right then, a cop pulls up right beside us and is like, hey, and gets out. My buddy takes off running. The, the police officer, she grabbed my arm, and I jerked it away and started running. And as I started running, she says, Blake, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and so the genius that I am, I kept running. <laughs> and I remember I felt like I was in a James Bond movie. I was like jumping over fences, hiding under cars. And there was, I swear, there was like 11 different police cars looking for me. And um, I got home. Well, they let me sweat it out for two weeks before they finally came and arrested me at my house. I mean, they knew who I was. I mean, what idiot runs. Yeah, it's small they... <laughs> town. Everybody knows what's going on. And then um, it shows up in the paper and the observer. Yeah. Blake got another MIP. So they show up to my house to arrest me for that whole thing. And I was drunk at the time. So I got two MIPs right then and whatever charges were running. They put me in jail. Well, we were partying that night. But when I got went to jail, the party was over. So we still had all the booze and all the weed and all the stuff at home. So when I got out of jail two days later, I skipped down the road i didn't live too far from the police station i skipped was so happy to be free you know think about being in jail is that is a crazy feeling mm -hmm. all your freedom's gone and you're like i couldn't even like i can't do anything like i have zero freedom it's really a scary feeling but then as soon as i got out of course i was elated running i also knew i had lots of beer so we went home i went home we started partying we went in the woods that night to get away from you know being in trouble we had a big yeah. party in the woods the cops show up there and give us all mips mm. so i had three mips in four days and two of the days i was in jail so anyway back to the point crazy story dude <laughs> so um so anyway back to the point so yeah my dad had kicked me out of the house um and you know what's interesting is you know, my dad had gone to AA through the years, um, and I had gone to AA a couple times, a few times court-ordered, a few times, um, a few times, like, just going to, you know, hang out with my dad or asking for money or something, um, but, so I knew about it, um, but that day he kicked me out of the house, I do not know how I didn't just go to the bar or something at that point, but somehow I, I, went i actually went ran, running to mommy and i stayed with my mom that night and then the next morning i went to an aa meeting and that moment that moment that i went to that meeting i was finally ready to admit i needed help so i was i wasn't going to a because i needed because i was ordered or because i wanted something from dad i was going because i knew i needed help and i couldn't do it on my own and so i always tell people that was the single most weakest and strongest moment of my life because somehow by the grace of God I had the strength to admit I was weak and honestly I don't know at least for me I don't know that there's anything that's harder to do than to admit I'm weak and I need help um and so I went to the meetings um I, they told me 90 meetings in 90 days and don't drink between meetings and as soon as I started that I for somehow I I stick stuck it out and I went to a meeting every day for 90 days, didn't drink between meetings. And slowly a month went by, my head got clear, two months went by, I started to, and then 90 days. And then a year, I, I really was, my head was clear and I was really able to start kind of seeing things as they really were. 
Um, but that program, you know, that program really um, made a big impact on me. And there's a few really important principles I learned in that program. Um, and I always, I always joke that um, the, uh, the 12 steps are kind of like the gospel for dummies um, because they really walk you through like step by step. And, you know, I hadn't learned how to, I hadn't matured. Like as soon as I started drinking and using that as a crutch for everything, whether I was sad or mad or happy or, or it was Tuesday, mm -hmm. I just drank for everything. <laughs> and um, so I never really learned how to face life on life's terms. And so really the AA program taught me how to like face life on life's terms, like as an adult and not like run from my problems, like face them and deal with them. Um, and so, you know, probably one of the biggest things for me, I, I believe my problem um, at the core of my alcohol problem was a spiritual problem. Um, and, I need, and I needed a spiritual solution. And so I really liked AA because it gave me access to that solution without trying to force some version of God in a box down my throat. Awesome. Well, let's do this. We're going to we're going to take a quick break and when we get back, let's get into that. Let's get into because, you know, for me, um, you know, I, I partied and stuff like that back in the college and baseball and all that stuff. And then, you know, it kind of trickles into your adult life because everybody else is drinking. There's always a there's a Super Bowl party or it's like somebody's birthday or there's a wedding or it's a happy hour. It seems like there's always some stupid reason to drink. Um, and uh, it's just it, it's. It's just really sad, man. It's just really sad what's going on because like especially now with the with the shutdown of our country and stuff like that. Yeah. Um alcohol sales are up like three hundred percent. And we know a lot of people are are dealing with um, you know, depression, anxiety, yeah. and they're using alcohol more more than ever as a crutch. In fact, I just had a guy uh, recently we just joined our uh, our coaching program who um was is, is you know 350 pounds and he's um you know alcohol has been a, a huge crutch in his life and he's working on getting that out of his life so yeah. it's really important your story is yeah. important um i hope it inspires some people and so we're going to take a quick break and then we get back let's right. get into that um how how you, the aa meetings yeah. led you into your spiritual path yeah. we'll right we'll be right back awesome the average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back. I've got uh, Blake Bars in the house, a good friend of mine. He's the manager at Nature's Pantry. It's a health food store in Eastern Oregon, my hometown, LaGrande. And um, Blake was just telling us all about um, his wild party days, which I had no idea existed. Um, <laughs> and some pretty funny stories. Um, luckily, nobody got hurt during all that drinking. Um, and uh, that we know of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was definitely some, you know, Nobody died. <laughs> that's okay. That's good. That's good. So, um, and then you finally uh, got, you just kind of woke up that you needed some help. You basically started going to AA meetings on your own volition. Um, and that was kind of like this challenge and it kind of got the inertia going in the right direction. Yeah. You know, the 90 days of, you know, yeah. you know, drinking in AA meetings led to six months, led to a year, your head got clear. And this kind of opened up your spiritual path. So why don't you just yeah. keep continuing on what, what's yeah. going on now? Yeah. So yeah, I did those 90 meetings in 90 days. And um, there was really, at the time that I was going, there was really some amazing people in that program who had really had a lot of experience and who really came beside me and really helped me. And, you know, one of the things um, I really liked about AA was that people, every, the premise of AA, everybody's there to basically admit I, that I have a problem, right? Like I need help. I, 
I'm screwed up. Like I'm, I'm a broken human being. And so I always joke too that um, like at church, like we have a better idea of who God is, but at, at AA, we have a better realization that we're not him. Right. And so like at, at AA, people are willing, they, they are humbly admitting they're broken and need help. And at church, it sometimes seems like people are um, trying to pretend like they got their stuff together when in reality, everybody's broken and everybody needs, you know, needs God, needs help from other people to support them. And so, you know, one of the things in the very, the very beginning of a, there's a handful of principles, but one of the ones that really struck home with me right away was by focusing on my problem and what was me and being in self-pity and focusing on my problem, how big my problems are and insurmountable this is, if I focus on my problems, my problem manifests. If I focus on helping other people with their problems, my problems diminish. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I really found in that was it's one of the biggest fulfilling things for me spiritually is to be outward focused and like help other people. Um, not only does, is it good for other people to be helped, obviously, but honestly, I think more than anything, it's, it's good for me. Like it's yeah, it's really good for you. It's like we get, we yeah. get about um, uh, I don't know one to four um, suicide uh, inquiries a month. Just you know, I wasn't exp- you know I, I got into the health industry and you know in our outreach and stuff like that and trying to give people really good health information and and ways to raise their spiritual consciousness and all this stuff and fight for freedom and truth in this country and and um, it's kind of interesting. I wasn't expecting, but we get these these people that are suicidal calling in. I always have those, uh, my assistants and stuff know to forward that stuff to me. I take those calls personally and I take responsibility and I try to help those people. And, um, you know, some, some, one of the things that I do, one of the strategies I do is I, I, I exactly what you said is like, I, I want them to, you know, stop thinking about themselves and I want them to go right now after this phone call and go outside and help an old lady go across the street or pack her bags or go sweep a, a sweep somebody's floor or pick the apples for somebody that can't do it and you know just start doing stuff for other people yeah. and that is also it's good for them but it's also it's the best for you because it starts it just starts chiseling away at all that that sh- that 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 shroud that uh, ego that you built up around yourself and all the crap and it just starts melting you and getting you it's almost like the way i look at it is like your, you know, we have the sun, you know, the sun's beaming, right? And that's that, that's that love. That's that higher power. That's that love coming down, but we get clouds in the way. So that's all the crap that we have in our head and emotions and stuff and people. And, but the sun's still there. It's just blocked by the clouds. So pushing those clouds out of the way to let the sun come through. It's always there. Um, the, the love for yourself is always there, but you know, one of the best ways to get those clouds out of the way to brush them out of the way is just go help other people. And they just yeah. start, they clear out of the way and then it, it opens up your heart. Yeah. And, um, so keep going, man. I just think that's a really important. Yeah, no. I, yeah. That's a really good analogy. I love that. And, you know, I think one of the other big principles that um, was super impactful for me is that I can only be responsible for myself. Like I have to take accountability for me. Um, I can't take accountability for someone else. I can't be worried about somebody else's side of the street. All I can do is clean up my side of the street. All I can do is be accountable for myself. Like I'm the one, I can't blame my circumstances. I can't blame other people. I can't blame, you know, what, what happened to me yesterday or when I was a kid or, you know, it, it may be true. There may be things that happened that affected me. There may be things that, you know, are maybe I'm right to be angry about or whatever, but at the end of the day, that does not helpful. That mindset isn't helpful. Resentment is like taking poison and expecting it to hurt the other person. And so what I had to do is own up for myself and say, I'm the one that's at fault here. I'm the one who's responsible for my own behavior and my own action. And I got to take accountability for that. And then um, the other thing is with what other people do, like I can't, um, I I can't get all bent out of shape. All I can, all I can control. There's the serenity prayer. It's one of my favorite prayers. It's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, 
the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And basically the things I cannot change is everyone else and everything else around me. The only thing I can change is myself. Mm -hmm. And so, and so that's where I, where I got to focus. And then probably the forgiveness is another thing for me is, and I didn't really, I wouldn't say I come from a place of being hurt by people that I needed to forgive. I was more in a place of, I need to ask forgiveness from other people. That was kind of more my situation is I just ran selfish for a lot of years and hurt a lot of people in the process. Yeah. Um, and so I need to, so, but, but everybody's story is different and both sides of that coin are important for one. I need to forgive those who have harmed me. And then I also need to get forgiveness from ask forgiveness from those I have harmed. And that's one of the steps of AA is to take a, a fearless and honest moral inventory. So you make a list. I made a list of all the people I had harmed. And then I became willing to make amends to them all. And what was so, that like going out and doing that exercise, talking to those people? Um, you know, it was something that I dreaded doing a lot, um, you know, but, and it's not comfortable and it's not fun and it's not something you look forward to. And it gives you a lot of discomfort and anxiety, but what it's what, once you do it and ask forgiveness, there's nothing, there's not much feeling like it when that weight comes off. So did you like the, the, the first time you went out and did it, was it like, it was pretty scary, but then after you did you made amends with that first person and they probably told you today, like it's not whether they say thank you so much blank or they punch you in the face. The most yeah. important thing is that you just do it. Right. Right. It doesn't like, matter what the response is. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely right. And you know, most of the time, people, how did it go? How did it go? Well, most of the time it went well, you know, I don't, I can't think of one that was like terrible and they like were like, no, I'm taking you to court or something. <laughs> Okay. Uh, sounds like there might be some other stories there, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it was a very, and honestly, I didn't, it wasn't like I, some of them, I think I intentionally like sought out and, and did, but some of them, it was like, I knew what they were. And when the time was right, I made the amends. Yeah. Um, when the opportunity presented itself. Um, and you know, there's another thing with that where it says, um, you make amends wherever possible, except for when to do so will harm them or someone else. So you, there's a fine balance that you got to work with other people on to figure out, you know, sometimes, sometimes it might be better not to dig that up. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, that was, that was a really important one. And, and like I said, like I, I'm, they had to teach me like I'm a little baby, you know, like how to deal with, you know, like how do you deal with hard situations in life with people with failure with people hurting you with you hurting other people you know how do you stay humble and and not let everything going on around you eat your lunch every day all day and before i just went and got drunk because <laughs> yeah it was fun and easy and i could just push the problems off till tomorrow i'm assuming you have have, have you had a drink since that time? So I've had dreams that I've had drinks. <laughs> um, Drinking but, dreams. But yeah, actually, I've that been... Could be a country song. We'll have to write that <laughs> one. I think it might already be. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So, um, so yes, I actually have been sober coming up on 12 years in March. Awesome, dude. Congrats. That's cool. Yeah, thanks. I haven't, I haven't drank. I haven't smoked weed or done any drugs. Um, well, have you done, actually, have you done a niacin flush? <laughs> no, actually I haven't, but I'm about to I'm actually reading the book niacin, the real story right now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah I guess it's, you, you'll, you, it's, you know, there's, there's the niacin and there's the niacinamide, the non-flushing. I, the, the, there's actually a protocol from, that I learned through Dr. Clement through actually Dr. Wu, I think it was out of uh, maybe it was Stanford university the guys like a, um, super smart doc. And it's, uh, niacin combined with infrared saunas. And I think that's it. There might be something else. I have to go look like at a, like a really good cleanse. It sounds like, yeah, well, cause you know, the niacin, it, it dilates 
you know, your veins and capillaries and stuff like that increases yeah. blood flow. And you actually get like your skin will, for some people, the skin will turn red and kind of tingle mm -hmm. yeah. in your face and your arms. Yep. And the first time I did it and I kind of freaked out, I was like, what's going on? I'm dying. And then I was like, I, then I looked it up. And I was like, oh, this is supposed to happen. <laughs> and I was like, I was a little apprehensive, but I did it again. But um, yeah, so there must be some cleansing properties of niacin. I remember back in the day um, when we were trying to like get clean for UAs, we would mm -hmm. niacin apparently could help with that. And yeah, it niacin. increases it increases blood uh, blood flow. So yeah, and, the UAs are just for the listeners. That's urine analysis. <laughs> Checking yeah. the pee. You got to check yeah. this pee. Make sure there's no booze in there and weed. Yeah, fortunately, I don't have to pee in a cup anymore. Yeah. So, but niacin, that's an interesting topic because actually um, the book I'm reading, niacin, high dose niacin has actually been shown to really help with anxiety and depression and even schizophrenia. Um, uh, so actually Bill W was the founder of AA, one of the founders. And he actually was friends with Abram Hoffer, who is one of the forefathers of orthomolecular medicine. And he did a lot of work with like megadose niacin, megadose vitamin C and other vitamins and minerals. But oh, dude, I remember that now. I, I, this is all coming back to me. So yeah. I remember like, because um, I saw uh, there was like this lady, she was super depressed in the corner, like literally in the corner, couldn't talk to people. And this is a, a wife and a mother and she's a kids and husband, all this stuff. And they put her on high dose. They wanted to get her off her medications because her medications made her kind of weird. Yeah. And they put her on this super high dose vitamin C or vitamin uh, niacin deal. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, she was back to normal, you know, cooking food, doing stuff, cleaning up, uh, being a good mom, doing her thing. And then uh, went to, they went to the doctor and they and he's like, what's going on? I said, like, well, we put her on this high dose, you know, vitamin. And the doctor's like, oh, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. They took her off of it. And then she went back to, you know, crumpled yeah. up in the corner. Yeah. So it is a powerful thing. But that guy, the AA, didn't he do something like he, uh, yeah, said that he we're going to we're going to start doing this. But he had already kind of turned the reins over to AA to a group or something. And then yeah. they, this was the guy who started AA. Yeah. He said, this is going to help our our alcoholic friends. And they won't even allow that into yeah. the system because that, that AA right. got corrupted. Right. Yeah. Corruption. Yeah. So um. Actually, he was he showed Abram Hoffer and Bill W did some studies together, and I don't know exactly the details. I don't remember, but the the gist of it was that a lot of alcoholics have when they get sober have trouble with depression, mm -hmm. uh, and they were using high dose niacin, and two out of three of the people that they did this with were relieved of their depression. Do you remember um, what the uh, how much they were administering? Well, what I do, um, you know, I'm in the book right now and I'm getting into some of the details on the dosing, but I do know that we're, it's not unheard of to have doses of 3,000 milligrams a day, 5,000 milligrams a day or higher. This gal um, that I was talking about was doing like 50,000, if I remember right, or 20, it was a yeah. high amount, but people are going, oh my God, it's mm -hmm. not, it's no big deal. There's nobody's ever been killed from this stuff ever. Right. And right. With, when, if you have a good, uh, like, you know, plant-based, carbon-based type of supplement with no toxins and crap in it, binders, fillers, and flow agents, your body's going to use what it needs and it'll just get rid of the rest. That's how it works. You're, we have a very intelligent system. So right. you're reading this high dose vitamin, high dose niacin yeah. for depression and two out of three alcoholics after they get sober or that were depressed had benefits with high dose niacin. So this is a good yeah, takeaway so, for people listening. Yeah. So a good book to look into that um, would be niacin, the real story. And it's by Abram Hoffer. And um, I mean, I could pull up the spelling, but you pretty much with those words, you should be able to. Find yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. I just wrote it down too. Um, it's, it just reminded me of something. It's funny. It's so crazy how synchronism works because I was doing niacin protocols and stuff like that. I was really into it for a while on myself and with my clients and stuff like that and depression. And it's just kind of one of those things that I, I just kind of forgot about it. I just talked to uh, my girlfriend about it yesterday we were talking about it's like she's like oh, i didn't know you knew that i've been looking into that and i'm like yeah we should do it again let's get some niacin we'll do some flushes yeah. it's, it's something we can actually it's a it's a strategy we can use to help people lose weight and it's also really good for depression yeah really good yeah. Stuff. So, it's cheap so it, doesn't, it doesn't cost that much and there's no side effects except for you know you tingle a little bit and you can also do the niacinamide 
which is the non-flushing. The flushing means that's when you get flushed with red and there's the tingling. If you don't want that, they have a, a not, there's two, actually two versions. Yeah. Um, but- yeah. There's a extended release. There's a sustained release. Um, niacinamide is an option. Now um, there, there's a chart in that book that I just told you about the book niacin that talks about the benefits of the different forms and the best form for most things is niacin, just normal niacin. Right, Extended right. release is okay. Niacinamide is okay. And sustained release is okay. But um, some of them, okay, so another thing, one of the major benefits that high dose niacin can do is cholesterol. It actually can really help your cholesterol, lower your cholesterol. And they've shown that in several studies and, and several doctors um, you have used that for a long time, high dose niacin for high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Um, but niacin has the blood lipid benefits like for cholesterol. It has the psycho, whatever, psycho, some, whatever the word, I can't think of somatic, psychiatric, maybe oh, or psychiatric uh, benefits. And it has the lowest um, liver toxicity. It doesn't have liver toxicity. Some of the extended and sustained release, I think if you did a lot over a long time, yeah. Um, just go old school, just do regular old niacin. And I think there's something about, I think there's something about the niacin and the flush that is good for you. And so when you do the ones that miss that part, I think you may be missing some of the health benefits. Um, you just have to, like, if you have elderly people, you might start them off in really small doses and, and let them know it's okay. And just kind of, you can build, you build a tolerance up to it as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, um, should I just, tie this into how I got working here at the store. Yeah. So let's do this. Cause we'll have to, we'll take a quick break. Yeah. And that's perfect timing. We'll just take a quick break. And when we get back, I'm just really glad that we got to talk about niacin. So that was really cool. Yeah. I'm glad we got to share this nugget with people and folks are listening. They can start looking into high dose niacin for weight loss, for depression, for cholesterol. Um, uh, it's, it's a, it's a pretty darn good deal. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back and we'll, we'll finish, uh, Blake's story on what he's doing today and how he's changing not only his life, but the lives of people in the community there in Eastern Oregon. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my guest, Blake Bars, the manager for Nature's Pantry. It's a local grocery store in my hometown, Eastern Oregon. And um, all right, so we went through your backstory, uh, crazy childhood, drinking, partying. Um, and then we talked about niacin, <laughs> which was really cool. Um, and also, most importantly, you're, 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 you know, you've been You've been sober now for 12 years. So again, I applaud you for that, dude. That's a huge thing. So I, I hope this message today really inspires people to do um, the same thing. If they're, if they're struggling with alcohol and they just realize their life's not where it's, they want it to be, alcohol's in the mix. It just, you know, it just doesn't work that well. It, it just, you know, it just doesn't work, you know, yeah. and you can't, you know, some people can do things in moderation. You can have a glass of wine with your dinner, no problem, whatever, but there's just some people, once you go off the deep end with that stuff, you just can't go back. It's just not, it's a slippery, slippery slope. So I really applaud you for what you've been able to do and you're moving forward and you're really helping a lot of people. So why don't you just give us a breakdown of like, what, what's, what's Blake doing today and what are your plans for yourself, your store and your community? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, over the, like you, like we talked about, I've really just learned a lot from about health over the last several years natural health, holistic health, you know, the fundamentals to health, what we like to call the eight natural doctors, nutrition, water, sleep, exercise, fresh air, sunshine, trust in God, temperance. There's, there's these things, you know, that we, that just are these foundations of health. And as a society, I feel like we've traded the fundamentals of health for quick, for fast food and quick fixes. And so now we, and, you know, let's not get into the medical system because, you know, it really is a sick care system. 
Um, it really isn't. It really is covering symptoms with drugs. And don't get me wrong, medical people, nurses, doctors are wonderful, beautiful people. They really care. They really want to help people. Um, unfortunately, they don't. Our medical school and our medical system doesn't train them at all in nutrition, doesn't train them in holistic health. Um, and these are things that that have been proven over thousands of years of human existence that are what lead to optimal health. You know, and, and one of the areas that our medical system shines is acute injury or trauma. Like when we have a medical emergency, that's when they really shine and that's where they save a lot of lives. But when it comes to disease, often more often than I'd like to see, we're covering symptoms with drugs rather than getting to the root of the issue. And, and the big roots of the issues are nutrition, proper nutrition. And I don't even, you know, most of us, I didn't back in the day. I didn't know. I thought I ate a good diet. Hey, um, chicken strips and JoJo's. You got all you yeah. need. Dude. You got your protein. It tastes good. Dip it in some ketchup and go. I know. What's like, seriously, you know, there's vegetables in a hamburger. You got, you know, tomato, lettuce. <laughs> whole re- you got your, your whole food pyramid right there. So um, I really started a, fun, a funny story, Blake, is that uh, I yeah. met when I, when my rotary club, I met a guy who had the first McDonald's restaurant in Portland. His name was Ollie. And he actually had about 11 of them. And we were talking, he's like, wow, you're in the, wow, you're in the hamburger business. He's like, no, he said, McDonald's is not in the hamburger business. We are a, basically a real estate acquisition company. The hamburgers just pay for it, pay for the real estate. We're acquiring the best real estate on the planet. That's what we're doing. Wow. And I was like, wow. Cause they, he said, we don't really care about the hamburgers. Wow. So, and if they don't care about the hamburgers, what do you think? Do you think that those, those hamburgers are care, care about you and your health? I don't think so. In fact, what about that guy that had that documentary, uh, supersize me, right? right. Doc, you know, he's for 30 days. He's going to eat McDonald's hamburgers or go in there and eat McDonald's food. And if they asked him to supersize, he had to do it and he had to eat it. And they, you know, after a while he's caught himself after a week or two, he's throwing up. He's gaining weight. The doctors are monitoring him. He had all his blood vitals and stuff done ahead of time. And then about you know halfway, three quarters of the way through, the doctor's like, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to stop. You're going to die. Like eating McDonald's every day. Like he was literally killing himself. So and people are like, well, in moderation. Well, why would you want to do it? If you eat something and it would kill you within pretty short time, why would you even want to put it in your body at all? You're just killing yourself a little bit. Why would you do that? So anyway, right. I just think that's a really important point that I wanted to make because it's you're right. It's natural, fresh. We got to get back. We have to get back to nature on the nutrition end. Yeah, a hundred percent. And once you start to learn how much like we're missing or how much we've forgotten or how much we're, what we're being taught is wrong or what's generally accepted in society as far as health and diet and everything, um, you know, we really have abdicated our responsibility for our own health to the medical system. I think our medical system is so good at creating these drugs that can sol- that can help you in a crisis and surgeries and interventions um, and technological advancements and medical devices um, that we really can just kind of do whatever we want. And then if we end up with a heart attack or, you know, cancer or diabetes or obesity or, you know, a stroke or whatever, like, you know, the hospital is going to save our life. You know, we have a quick, we have a, get out of jail free card because they have a pill or a surgery that can save us. Right. Yeah. But not really dude, because I get that side of it, but it's like the quality of life during this whole point in time, Right. you're literally driving a freaking car around or you're driving your tractor, your car, your vehicle, and it's got check engine lights blinking all the time. Right. And it's not right. running right. It's sputtering. It's, it, it might get you to where you're going, right. but it's not going to get there. Well, right. hundred oh, percent. So, and I guess what I'm saying is like the mindset is, oh, I'm okay because there's a system that's going to catch me, you know, like, but the problem is, like you said, um, your quality of life is really, I mean, for me personally, like I, I, I believe God gave me a purpose to be on this planet and that I want to fulfill that purpose to the best extent I can. And that purpose is to love God and love other people. And if I, if I'm not at my optimal health, I mean, think about it. Anytime you're, I'm sick, I get self-focused right away. Like I feel bad. I'm mean to people. I don't want to help people. I just like, Oh, I just focused on inward, you know, which, you know, really probably feeds the issue. But when I'm healthy, when I'm feeling good, when I have energy, when I'm, 
I can be of service to other people. I can be there for my family. I can be there for my friends. I can be of service to my community. You know, I can be the fullest version of myself. And, and that's something I read recently in a leadership book is the best thing we can do for other people is to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. And I think one thing that strikes with me that you've always taught me, Tim, was that when we uh, raise the bar for ourselves, when we clean up our own diets, when we get healthy ourselves, we, we give other people the freedom to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and how, do you, how do you permission? And that struck me. I'm like, wow, that's so profound because we, you know, when you go and you, you go around and it's, there's like the social pressure, you know, like you don't want to be the weird person who eats a, you know, a tofu or a vegetable at the, at the dinner or whatever. And, and so when we do it and when we hold those standards and when we we're giving people permission to do it too, it's socially okay. Like, yeah. you know, we can be weirdos together. <laughs> Well, I think that that's an important point is that um, you're, I, I've brought this up a couple times before, I believe, but I think it's fitting. I was at Hippocrates Health Institute and this guy was like, okay, I'm, I get it. I came here. I was a mess. I'm, I'm feeling better. And I felt in like 20, 30 years, which is what everybody says when they go there and after they've been there a week or two. Yeah. And he goes, but how do I go home and, uh, and live this crazy lifestyle in the real world? Right. And one of the most profound things I've ever heard, Dr. Clement says, you got it all wrong. He said, the real question is, is how do I go home and live a re in a real way in a crazy world? Let's reframe that because yeah. the world we live in is freaking crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, let me tell you what's crazy. Yeah. When, it's, when it's in fashion to go get a bypass surgery where they cut an artery out of your leg and attach it to the side of your heart because you're eating too damn much meat on a daily basis, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. Bottom line is, you have heart disease, you have coronary artery disease, it's the overconsumption of dairy and other animal products, yeah, period. Yeah. Like Dr. T. Colin Campbell, or Dr. Esselstyn, excuse me, yeah, both of them. showed that in that movie. Uh, guys, if you haven't seen it, go watch it, Forks Over Knives. Yeah. One of the top cardiac surgeons in the world. Like he was the dude, he ran at the, at the Cleveland Clinic. And um, if you were like the Duke of Wales and you needed a bypass, you were getting Dr. Esselstein was the one the dude doing it because he was the best at it. And that, he had this, this epiphany. He's like, what is, you know, this plaque? And he keeps taking out of these arteries. So he studies it. And guess what? It was, it was animal fat. <laughs> and he had this profound thing. And remember, he grew up on a, a dairy farm, kind of yeah. like me, he grew up on a farm. So he yeah. was eating meat and stuff like that and drinking dairy, obviously. That was part of the, just part of what society's doing. And he thought, I wonder what happened if people just stopped eating meat and dairy, if that would work. And guess what? All of his colleagues and stuff thought he was he'd lost it. All these medical doctors that had spent you know, hundreds of thousands of their education, but again, no education on nutrition. And guess what happened? He he was assigned like 19, 18 or 19 people, and they said, We'll we'll let you do it, but they gave him the worst of the worst. People had like, you know, four or five bypasses, quadruple, quintuples. And 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 one of 18 out of the 19 like lived and kept living longer, and one got out of the program. And he died, but um, and he proved it. And that whole movie shows it. And, and then he actually had a doctor in-house have a heart attack. And they took a picture of his diseased artery, put him on a plant-based diet. And then like two years later, took another picture of the artery. The artery had completely healed itself. Same artery, it healed itself. Wow. So, and I'm not saying, hey, you can't eat meat. You know, we what we recommend is if you're going to have meat at a setting, have make sure it's less than four ounces. But, um, you know, just we're eating too damn much of it and the dairy and all this stuff. It's all pasteurized and has all these issues and stuff. Yeah, If you're getting a lot of whole plant based foods, you can have some things once in a while, but you got to be getting a huge, a good volume, five to nine servings a day of whole fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think um, that. Um, can you hold on one second? The dog's barking. Justin, you're going to have to edit this section out for just a second. I got to let him know. He's barking. He might have to go to the bathroom again.
funny. He went so. outside, turned around, came back in, didn't even have to go. He just out, sent outside my dart. Burp, burp. I have just a few points that I uh, just. Well, yeah, let's go. Let's go back into it. So. Um, yeah. So I'll dog, doggy had a my... dog had to do a potty break, so we're back. So <laughs> I don't know where yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. So I was gonna say in about think about it the body is 60 percent or more water the brain is actually something like 80 percent water mm -hmm. and what food and what doesn't mix with water oil cholesterol fat grease so if you're eating a diet that's rich in cholesterol fat grease you know oil then it's not going to mix that well with your body right and so when you what what foods are high in water fruits vegetables any plant foods and so when you're eating lots of plant foods, you're eating foods that are high in water, they're going to mix well with the body chemistry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really interesting. You bring up uh, Esselstein with his forks over knives because they show a video of him pulling a cholesterol out of arteries. And, you know, what's interesting is I moved into this house that's 100 years old and I couldn't get the drain to work, the kitchen drain. And I would try it. I did dump chemicals. I snaked it. I was doing hot water, did everything. And finally, my buddy, my plumber friend came over and we crawled into the house and cut out six feet of pipe from under the house. And do you know what that pipe was completely filled with? Was bacon. Grease. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. From cooking burgers and bacon and everything in the frying pan in the kitchen for years. Mm -hmm. And that was exactly the stuff that was in that pipe is exactly the stuff they pulled out of that guy's artery in that video. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, it's just... It's just something, you know, with the power and marketing power and lobbying power that the food and drug industries have in our society today, it's really confusing to figure out what actually is healthy, right? Um, and you have all these people pushing keto and high protein, low carb, and, um, and I'm not going to get into that, but basically at the end of the day, if you're vegan or keto, whatever, if you're eating real whole foods, that's a common denominator from people that have success real whole food right fresh and, yeah you, and you and i would just say you need complex carbohydrates healthy carb carbs your body needs it your brain needs it for energy um but but really it's the the common denominator for diet is the whole real fresh organic fruits and vegetables five to nine servings a day if it grows on a plant yes if it's made in a plant no <laughs> yeah well so what else are you doing over there at uh, nature's pantry blake yeah so um so you know we're well let me i'm going to just tie this in i wanted to say one last thing and then i'm going to tie it into a closing point so we were talking about um we were talking about like loving ourselves we were talking about loving other people and the best thing we can do for other people is to be the best version of ourselves possible and there's a there's a thing going or there's a story going around or a social dialogue going around today that says that the self it's selfish to not get an injection for COVID-19 it's selfish to not look out for your neighbors right so I, I think there's some important points to talk about here because it's easy to see how well if that's what protects me and protects other people then that must be the right thing to do right but I think there's some important things that you have to that for that argument to work. For one, you have to prove to me that that shot is safe and effective. You have to prove that to me in which they haven't done successfully yet. Okay. For two, you have to prove to me that there are no other options, that there are no other options that work even close to as good or possibly even better. And I think the other thing that's really important to consider is um, we, you know, when you get on a plane, they always tell you in the event of a crash, you got to put on the oxygen your, on yourself first before you try to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I think what we, what, and, and the fact of the matter is the best thing we can do for other people is to be the best version of ourselves. So if, if me compromising my health standards for me, compromising my integrity, my moral convictions, my faith convictions, for me, compromising my own health to do something that's supposed to be for other people, um, 
I don't know that that's necessarily what's best for other people. And the and then I think it's important also what if what if me standing up for bodily autonomy is what's really best for other people? What if me standing up for freedom is what's really best for other people? You know? Yeah. So I think there's some important considerations and I think it's easy to take a general idea and try to push it on other people. You know, actually they say, you hear it said that the opposite of uh, hate, love is hate, but is it really bad to hate certain things? Is it bad to hate evil? Is it bad to hate, you know, death or hate things that are wrong in the world? I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's immoral to hate evil, but what I, and I would argue that the opposite of love is actually abuse. You know, the opposite of love, love is not self-serving. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not self-seeking. Love never fails. But abuse is coercive. Abuse is forcing something on somebody else that they don't want. Abuse is uh, taking is hurting somebody else's body or doing something to somebody else's body or mind or spirit that is not that is against their will and that is not that maybe you say is best what's best for them but maybe in the long run it's not what's best for them so i just want to leave you with those thoughts on and and what is so if if getting a shot is what's good for you great i'm glad for you if it's not then don't let people guilt you into that it that you need to okay because we're seeing lots of other options that are available not only in the pharmaceuticals but in the natural natural realm as well um i can't i won't get into all those details we talk about a lot of those details on my show the vibrant you health show that several doctors talk about um prevention and treatment on the show um but anyway um i i want to just close with this talking a little bit about what we're doing right now in nature's pantry aside from the show where we really want to educate people because excuse me you know if you want to really help people uh get healthy and change their lives education is the catalyst for change so we really got to learn information but we also got to be able to trust the information right and if your information is funded by big corporations then maybe you should question it a little bit. If your information is somebody who's just trying to share their experience and their truth and not making money from it, I think that's probably usually a little more credible, um, can be, or at least you need to take both sides of it and make the judgment what makes sense to you. But education is an important piece. So at Nature's Pantry, our mission is to lead people to vibrant health through education, nutrition, supplementation, and service. And, and so one thing that really occurred to me in 2020, which is interesting that this came to be right before the pandemic, but what I realized then coming into the new year as I was evaluating my goals was that our mission is to lead people to vibrant health. And if we're ever gonna lead people to vibrant health, the, we're never gonna get there unless we're able to engage people in their health, unless we're able to get people applying these health principles in their life so that they can see the benefits so that they can see the results from it. You know, people's minds aren't changed through argument, they're changed through observation. And when we need to, when we experience it ourselves, that's when we start to go, wow, and have the aha moment. And so that's where this, the inspiration and the idea came from, from the challenge was using a challenge that engages people in these healthy habits. And so we have those eight natural doctors that we have in the challenge where people keep their points in all those areas every day. Yeah. air water food yep exercise yeah. sleep mental spiritual health mm -hmm. um sunshine fresh air you know a lot of people are like oh wow i get points for getting fresh air you know and points for like spiritual health i like i didn't really ever think that was part of health before and and the goal isn't weight loss the goal is vibrant health for life the goal is let's be the best version of ourselves we can be have the optimal health that we can be be the most vibrant ourselves we can be for ourselves and for those around us and and so that's where the challenge came from and that's we're actually doing one right now tim has been helping with those for this is our sixth challenge and tim has helped us in the very beginning and we started those in 2020 right before the pandemic and we did like three in 2020 and 
now we're on our well we did two in 2021 and now we're on to our first one in 2022 so um, if you're interested in joining those we do two of those a year one in february and one in august and you can go to the naturespantry.life to learn more about the health challenge um, and you can also find the vibrant you health show on our website again that's naturespantry.life and you know i guess my closing thought would be just for for everybody is you know you you can't underestimate the power of small habits and focusing on one little habit at a time because it really does over time build we have a saying here that's um small habits over time lead to big change and the other thing is health is the greatest wealth so invest in your health because we believe you are worth it awesome dude well thank you so much for for coming on today um it's been exciting to watch your your journey and to hear your backstory now too um i know a lot of more about my buddy blake bars um not just the manager over at nature's pantry but the the husband you know the father and the guy that's um really took in responsibility for his health and you're walking the walk you're teaching other people to do the same thing that you're doing and um yeah you you can tell man when you walk in you're vibrating you you're vibing at a higher level than you know most people walking around and you're being that example giving other people permission to lift themselves up and then giving people the you know the education and the tools to do it for themselves and that's the most important thing especially for, again for the listeners out there you know, that's what we're all about over here. We're about you having a chemical free life. We're about self empowerment, teaching you to self heal, teaching you to become your own doctor, you taking responsibility for your health. And the cool thing is, is when you do this, you take back all the power. And as you heal yourself, well, from whatever that is, um, and you'll notice that all areas of your life start improving too, not just your health, because your health is you and you, you are connected to all those other areas in your life. And then you get the self-satisfaction to know that um, you did it yourself. And then you become a strong, empowered, clear-thinking uh, human being and individual that's actually uh, contributing and making a difference in the world. So, again, Blake, um, thanks for coming on. You guys can check him out at naturespantry.life. That's naturespantry.life. And he also, on that um, website, um, has the Vibrant You Health Show, the Vibrant You Health Show. And again, if you guys would like to join, doesn't matter where you're at. If you want to join the challenge, again, the challenge, the next one's coming up. Uh, it's like this month, right? Pretty soon in February of 2022. And there'll be another no, this, one. This one's rolling right now. It's rolling right now. So the next one will be in August, right? Yep. Yeah. So it'll be in August. So just check the website and you can see when the challenges are going. Yeah. So that's, that's it. Yeah. So anyway. Well, I just wanted to say that I, um, I just appreciate you so much because really, um, from the very beginning, you really inspired me and have taught me so much. And it's just been cool how, um, you know, we've been brought together and we've, you've really, I don't know, it just, you, you kind of were like the paving, you were like paving the trail. And so it's really neat. It's such an honor to be on your show, Tim. And thank you so much for all you've done to me and meant to me in my life. Dude, uh, ditto brother. Appreciate you. And, um, nature's pantry is, uh, like one of the few places that I allow to retail my products. Cause I, I wanted to go consumer direct, but I kind of let, let you guys do whatever you want. So if you want to get a good deal on my products, just go to nature's. I, I let them do whatever they want. <laughs> so people, I just, I just want, I want to help serve the people in the grand and um, that green 85 stuff is so popular. People love that. It helps them with just get all the vitamins and nutrients they need, get their greens. It has probiotics, enzymes, helps people with weight loss. It helps people with energy. It helps people cut sugar cravings, which is amazing because once yeah. your body gets the nutrients it needs, you don't crave as much sugar. Yeah, uh, and for those of you that are still drinking that have hangovers, it literally is the hangover cure. I should wrap a label on it, call it the hangover cure. Maybe that'll help you bridge the gap to get to the 12-step program to get off of that yeah. stuff so you can just wake up and feel yeah. good. So anyway, Blake, thanks for being on and thanks for the listeners uh, around the world. Uh, again, we are very blessed. Um, we're one of the fastest growing um, alternative health podcasts in the world and top rated. And uh, we couldn't do it without you, the listeners. So if you guys like this episode, please give it a like, share it, subscribe, tell your friends and family about it. We do no marketing, nothing. We just try to provide good content, be real people, um, doing real things and walking the walk, not just talking the talk. So uh, much love out there to our listeners and our followers out there. Um, we just, we just really appreciate you guys. And that's why we do what we do. So until next time, change yourself, change your world. 
and I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.